Hello, welcome to the Python Food Masters podcast with Master Han. This is episode 20, where I'll be talking about STEM, chess, and robotics. And first off, I want to apologize for the long delay. I've been busy with uh, with my various coding classes, and and uh, I'm uh, I thank you for your patience. Um, so today. I had to hand, yes, last, uh, today, uh, I, yesterday and today I was working on a STEM lesson plan, lesson plan out, plans outline for, had to hand it in today for, uh, the director of one of the, of the after school, uh, after school academy. Or learning center that I'll be uh, scheduled to be teaching. I'll be teaching coding, STEM, chess, and robotics this summer, summer 2019. So I had to hand it in so we could review it and obviously talk about all the things that we need to take care of so we can be prepared for it, which will start. I will, which will start on June 10th, I believe. June 10th is June 10th, 2019, when. Be doing an eight week. I'll be doing eight weeks of summer, summer after summer afternoon programs for those kids. Uh, for kids, I believe I'm going to have kids from first grade all the way up to eighth. I believe or sixth. I'm not hundred percent sure, <laughs> but anyway. So today I'm talking about STEM, science, technology, engineering. Mathematics STEM is very popular. Also, chess and robotics. If you look at, if you visit Code, if you visit Code Ninjas, you'll see that they do. They they don't only do coding because honestly, if you're going to open up a coding school, or if you're going to be teaching coding, if all you do is just coding, that's just going to get old real quickly. You need to do more than just coding. Just coding has to be related to something in the real world, something tangible that kids can, even for adults, kids can touch and feel and uh, and manipulate, build physically, build not just quote build in a IDE. Or in an editor, source code, even an app or a game, it's still it's intangible. It's in a computer, it's in a laptop, it's in a tablet, it's in a smartphone. It's not tangible. It's important to have do something physical, tangible, kinesthetic. You know, if, if I can be allowed to use that word, something tangible. So, Code Ninjas does it, and a lot of coding schools. Either offer it or include it with their coding program. So I highly recommend you need you need to if your plan is to teach coding to kids, it can't be just coding. It has to be coding. But what do you do with coding uh, that's related to coding? Because it can't be completely unrelated. It wouldn't make sense for you to teach a coding class. And then have it included with origami. 
for example. I think that's kind of a stretch. I could be wrong. If you can pull it off and make coding and origami work together, more power to you. I don't see how that would work, though. If we just follow along with the Code Ninjas franchise and what other coding, coding for kids schools do or businesses, it traditionally would be STEM, science, technology, engineering, mathematics, and or chess and or robotics. With science, technology, STEM, science, technology, engineering, and mathematics, obviously gives you that, this four letter acronym gives you a whole breadth, breadth and depth of so many different things you could do. And I think it would be real, it should be very easy for you to somehow relate coding, whether it's something that's already been coded or something that you can code yourself. For example, today, yesterday and today, I did a coding lesson talking about encryption and we and I primarily primarily it's about a a, a substitute a substitution cipher and I start and I went over Caesar Caesar's Caesar cipher which is a very very simple encryption algorithm very very simple and I cover that and related to cybersecurity and how you could use it in practically to use it to hide uh, password passwords so that if you should happen to forget your password, you can retrieve it by just reversing by decrypting decrypting something that has been in your password, which has encrypted with the Caesar cipher. So I made it made it related to the real world. And that's just one example, but STEM is a huge field that will allow you to just use so many different things in the real world that you can should be have an easy time of relating it to raw coding and using coding as as at the end of it or throughout some lesson that incorporates STEM and coding. Ch chess obviously is, it's, I think it's quite clear why chess should be part or could be part of any coding program for kids because chess does, has a lot of uh, coding elements, rules. So in coding, it would be like syntax, right? Rules, rules of language. So chess has rules. You have you have different objects or pieces, pawns, pieces that have specific properties and rules that you have to abide by according to those pieces or pawns. And you have the ability to move forward and backward. And chess even has you you have conditional and conditions you have a formulas of openings and gambits so chess is i think highly relatable to coding 
So chess also helps students to focus their mind, think logically, think in sequences. Chess is, in coding terms, it's a search problem. We're trying to search for the best moves. So chess is something that I think synergist is very synergistic with coding. I think they both feed off of each other. So chess is, and oh, and by the way, you do not have to be a chess, uh, actual chess master or grandmaster to teach chess. I, <clears throat> I work. I this uh, start. I think I started. I can't remember now. Somewhere be either no last last November December, and and uh, and finishing up this month May two thousand nineteen. So somewhere between November December. I think December starting. December 2018 to now, finishing up now in May 2019, I've been t uh, working with a uh, after-school after school program vendor, and I've visited local, some a few far away local, uh, a few some rather distant public school, public elementary, uh, public school elementary, public elementary schools. Sorry about that. And local public school, public elementary schools near me where I live in SoCal, in Orange County. And I have yet, and neither have any of my, and neither any of the other chess instructors have ever met any kid that's close to being the next Bobby Fischer or Mag Magnus Carlsen. It would be incredible if we could meet a child like that, a pro chess prodigy, but it, it, none of my, none of the veterans who've been with this uh, after-school program vendor, a few who have been there for five years, none of them has ever met the next Bobby Fischer or Mag Magnus Carlsen. So there's, Rarely, maybe one out of a hundred, or maybe one out of five hundred, you'll find a uh, an elementary an elementary child, elementary school age child, who is really good. That's rather rare. So, do not worry about don't do not worry that you are not a chess master. You do not have to be a chess master or grandmaster to be able to teach chess to kids. There are plenty of online materials so that you can recycle, reuse, and to review chess or learn chess. So do not worry. And also apps too, so apps, books. So don't worry about it. I would say if you spent, and if you s focused your mind and spent uh, maybe Monday to Friday, uh, two hours, every from Monday to Friday and just focused on reviewing and learning chess, then I think you would you would definitely have enough knowledge to teach chess to kids. But you need to obviously review understand all the rules and all the special cases and the special rules and some basic openings, understand the end game, middle game, end game, know a few new know some of the terminology. You do but 
So you do have to learn something about chess. You do not have to be a, again, you do not have to be a chess master or grandmaster. It's highly, highly unlikely you will ever, if, if you do teach coding and you also include chess in your coding school or coding program, coding class, it's, if you just, if you, you don't have to worry about getting beaten by the kids. I have there. You, if you do find some, if you do, if you do happen to be lucky enough to to have met the next Bobby Fischer or Mag, Magnus Carlson, take lots of photos and videos with it because that'll make you look really good. You could claim that you, you know, you could say into the future when that boy or girl becomes a grandmaster, international grandmaster, or, or grand or champ or world champion chess player then you could take some credit for that. So, <laughs> but don't count on it. Don't bet on that. Of course. Now, last thing I want to talk about robotics. And obviously this is highly correlated or obviously at least in the public, in the public perception is that coding or robotics are, are closely related. But the fact of the matter is most coders have nothing to do with robotics. They're coding something that has doesn't touch a robot, has nothing to do with robotics. But in the public, I believe it, my my perception is that the public's perception is that robotics and coding are highly uh, highly interrelated. Now with robotics, I have experience with Vex, the Vex robotics system, and the uh. Not the Mindstorm, not Legos Mindstorm, but the the version of the Legos robotics that's for elementary kids. I have experience with that. And currently what I'm using in my coding classes is, and then what I will be using in the STEM classes I'm going to be teaching starting this summer, summer 2019, I'm going to be using the Sphero product, specifically the Sphero Mini so I didn't do any, I have, I have to say that I had, did not do any coding with the VEX robotics because that wasn't part of the, what the after school, after school, after school program vendor, uh, did with the kids. It's primarily that was just what they did was they built a claw bot. They, uh, they built a primary, uh, built a claw bot. They, where uh, they did add a blueprint uh a sumo bot project which i have did not get a chance to see or participate in i i only did the claw bot with the with uh as part of their uh, after school program basically the blueprints are already there the kids are just following along the blueprints uh, the Clawbot does, they all have a microcontroller brain and motors. And I think one only one sensor, a bumper sensor, and they were basically remote controlled. They're both uh, Bluetooth, I believe, Bluetooth remote controlled robots. So there was no programming, there was no coding uh, included with that robotics program. I did do some robotics program with the with the with the Lego 
the Lego robotics kits that are specially designed for elementary kids, which was kind of, it's like block, it's not scratch, but it's scratch like it's block programming, drag and drop block program. So that was, that was uh, interesting. And currently, the pro coding that I've done with the Sphero Mini, I they do it does offer both text programming, JavaScript text coding, and also they it also does have they have uh, block block programming, drag and drop block programming. I have not messed as of yet. I have not messed around with the block programming part of of the Sphero of the Sphero coding. I've only used the uh, JavaScript, which is all text, no blocks, no drag and drop, all text, JavaScript text coding with the Sphero Mini. And of course I'm biased. I'm not sponsored by Sphero. I'm, I particularly like this. I, I think this, if you're, want to incorporate robotics in your coding school or coding program or coding classes or whatever it may be, I would highly recommend looking into the Sphero, specifically the Sphero minis, which are quite inexpensive, around 50 bucks, not including shipping and taxes, around 50 bucks. And what's great about them is it includes a lot of functionality in the sense that the Sphero mini, the $50 Sphero mini, as of at the time that I last checked on prices, the Sphero Mini includes a gyroscope accelerometer. It has LED lights, and it has, and again, it has the ability for you to do both block coding, block block coding, drag and drop coding, and also text JavaScript coding. And what's also, what's a big plus is there is a, com uh, a large community of users, teachers, students, and there's also a lot of code. So you do not have to code everything from scratch. You can, for example, you can download and use several different versions of Hot Potato, of the Hot Potato game to the with your Sphero Mini. So you save a lot of time. And I think that's what that's great about what I really like about the Sphero 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 products, the Sphero Mini. And Sphero is they have uh they're expand they're adding products and it's just not only robotics. They have a, some kind of electronic drum digital electronic slash digital drum kit that's music 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 uh, make a creator or keyboard or musical device i'm not very musical so i'm not i'm not very interested in that but that's also as so you could check definitely you want to check out sphero and all the products they have they have more than one kind of robot. They have, you can get a inexpensive Sphero Mini. You can, 
or you can get a more expensive, more advanced, more functional, bigger Sphero robot. So it's so you could just start with the fifty dollars Sphero Mini, get used to that, get used to coding it, and and uh, using that product. I think that's a great way to enter the to introduce or include robotics into your coding, STEM, science, engineering, what have you. I think that's I think that's definitely worth looking into. Okay, today I've haven't I didn't talk specifically about coding. Again, if you are teaching or offering or coding class, coding program, you don't want to make it just coding by itself. You do want to integrate or add, supplement, integrate, complement, whatever. STEM, science, technology, engineering, mathematics, those kind of subjects, and or chess, and or robotics. I'll try to upload I'll try to upload uh, more information, tips, resources on my Instagram at Master Hunt and on my Facebook fan page, hashtag Python Foo Masters, and also use the hashtag, also use the hashtag, hashtag Master Hunt. Again, Instagram at Master Hunt, and I will also try to upload more stuff on my website pythonfoodmasters.com. Well, thank you for thank you very much for listening to episode 20 of the Python Food Masters podcast with me, Master Hun. I wish you all the best. <laughs>